of Zechariah chapter 4. Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who wakens out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I'm look, I am looking and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it and the, and the stand seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Now, if you're already confused, that's okay. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and I spoke to the angel who talked with me saying, what are these, my Lord? And the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, I don't. So he answered and he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple, have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line, the vertical, the up and down in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven rejoice, and they are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Would you lay your Bibles down, your device down, and would you lift your hands towards heaven? Would you pray tonight the presence of the Lord is here? There's a ministering presence of the Lord that is here. Would you pray tonight that it would flow through you in this house tonight in the name of Jesus? Lord, we love you in this house, and we're thankful for you, oh God, and we're thankful for your word and for your presence, oh God. Now, Lord, tonight, I just want to simply be a vessel, a conduit tonight, God that you would flow through and that you would speak through. I don't want to say anything more. I don't want to say anything less than what you would have for me to say tonight, oh God. I'm trusting 100%, God, in your ability, not in my ability. I'm trusting in your words, not my words. I'm trusting in your thoughts, God, not my thoughts. And I pray tonight, God, that that anointing, Lord, that is your word that's anointed, I pray that same anointing would rest over this congregation tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. By the power of the name of Jesus, we take authority and dominion right now over any distraction, over anything that would try to perplex our minds or confuse our minds or our spirits tonight and distract us in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, would your angels that are here, God, would they encamp around this place, God? Would they seal us in this house tonight, God? 
so that our spirits could be ministered to by your spirit, God, so that our bodies could be ministered to by your spirit, God, so that our minds, God, and our thoughts could be ministered to by your spirit tonight, almighty God, and we give you thanks and we give you praise. Would you one more time before you're seated, would you clap your hands unto the Lord? And would somebody shout, just make a declaration in this house tonight. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. You can be seated tonight. As our text unfolds in Zechariah chapter 4, the Lord is speaking to his prophet. And I find it very interesting. Uh, I guess I should have found it interesting before, but I found it very interesting this afternoon as I was reading 3 and 4 and 5. I was reading throughout there, and I see something that I probably should have seen, and I guess I have seen, Brother Sean, but I just kind of have glanced over how this chapter begins. The voice of the Lord begins to speak to Zechariah and has to wake Zechariah up. I feel tonight, and I cannot get away from it today. The Lord would not allow for me to get away from it today. There are some people that are facing so many complex things, so many difficult things. Um. I don't know how to say this really, but things that um, just one sermon, um, just one gathering, just one day of the week gathering or two days of a week of gathering cannot begin to wake us and shake us out of all of the mess and all of the things that we are going through. Sister Kelly, I thought, well, you know, if I was this prophet, Zechariah, And he was speaking to me about, at that moment, one of the most vital keys to what God was doing in that hour. He's speaking a word and going to describe something that is going to be spoken to Zerubbabel, the hands uh, that, that, that are going to help to do what God is trying to help his people to accomplish. But he's asleep, and the angel of the Lord has to come to him and has to wake him out of his sleep. I said, well, Lord, is there people that are sleepy that are going to be there? Probably. Then the Lord began to speak to me. Sometimes in all of the complexity of of situations and, and things Is there anybody in the room, you don't have to raise your hand, but it would probably help as a witness tonight. Is there anybody in the room, and I know that we have been in the midst of his glory all week this week. With such powerful and prophetic words that have been spoken. But is there anybody in this house that feels like, could I get hit from any, is there there a different angle? Is there any other angles? And then you come to the house of God, Brother Burke, because, my God, if I'm going to get an answer, I've got to get to the house of God. And the enemy begins to uh, whisper 
things in your ear, into your spirit that makes you feel like you are just numb. Like, how can I even, I'm in here, but I, I, I'm, I'm not here. I have so many things that I'm facing and that is going on. And if it's not a sickness here or not a uh, problem here or a financial uh, difficulty here or a, a problem with a, a spouse or a relationship or a child or, or, or a work-related thing or, or a vehicle-related thing or a house-related thing or, or and the list can go on and on, then it's, then it's something else. And you have come in this house and the enemy has tried to convince you that you are numb and that you are asleep. So I asked the Lord, and I won't get going on my left-handedness and my right brain and all that kind of stuff, but I asked the Lord, Pastor, he's asleep. And then I remembered something. I can think all day about how to solve a problem X, Y, Z. And because I have so much junk that is going on in my life, the simplest of things become the hardest and the most complex things for me to figure out. Turner, if I had that mirror tonight... I just wrap that baby from there to there and I just give myself a a few words. But then I remembered on some of those days I would say I cannot make heads or tail of anything that I'm going to do or that I'm trying to do. And so I'll stay up as late as I can but then I say I have got to go to sleep. Not once, not twice, not three times, but multiple times, many times. After having a day like that, Brother Uzel, I will wake up after I have been asleep. And I don't have to ask myself, Sister Deaver, what was the thing that I was trying to figure out? What was the question? What was the problem? What was the situation that I was trying to figure out? But I wake up with a solution. And I say, duh. You know that thing that really makes you mad because you can't figure out? So I begin to ask the Lord, or I begin to read as this begins to unfold, and I figured out why he was asleep. Because he needed, there's something about when you wake up in the morning. There's something about when you wake up, and I know some people need, you know, the whole pot of coffee. Don't, 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 I'm not awake till that, but just pretend that you've done got that. The freshness of your mind, even after a couple hours of sleep, your mind has been working on this and trying to calculate this and it's not been able to compute it and spit it out. But after you've been asleep for a little while and you're awake, there's something fresh. So what's that got to do with this? I'll tell you what it has to do with this. The enemy would make you believe that you have all of these things going on and that discounts you and that separates you 
from being able to receive and to be able to understand what God is speaking. I'm going to say this politely, but it does not take rocket science, a rocket scientist tonight to figure out that there are some people in this room that would really like to get the answer to their problem resolved tonight. There's some people in this room that have been going back and forth, back and forth, back and And even as the worship service is going, and even as there's a flow of the spirit and ministry that is taking place, the adversary has been telling you, you are numb to this. You have too much going on. You will never get the answers that you need. But I've come to tell someone tonight in the Holy Ghost, it doesn't take me very long to begin to read this, Brother Beecher, and I think I really need to, I need to, I need to break these words down. I need to break down really what he's saying because the angel of the Lord begins to speak to the prophet Zechariah, and it doesn't take me very long. It may, maybe, it, maybe you just get it, but it didn't take me very long to figure out this is a little above me. And the Lord, I feel the Lord spoke to me, spoke to my spirit. I don't say that lightly today. I did not hear an audible voice. But in my spirit today, sitting in that office, I felt very strongly an unction of the Holy Ghost that spoke to me and said, my people have a lot of things that are going on that are so complex that they see them. They can see them with their eyes, but they say, what are these things? What am I looking at? What am I seeing? What, what, what is going on? What, am, what are these things that I am facing yeah, yeah I, I know tonight there may be a few in this house that have got it all figured out and, and, and you got it all tidied up and all that, and that's good. But I pray tonight, God, if this is the word that you'd have me speak, would there be somebody that was hungry enough? Would there be somebody that was desperate enough that could look past all the different lamps, that could look past the trees, the olive trees, that could look past all of those things and say, God, in the middle of all of the complexity of all of the things that are going on in my life, in my world, what are you speaking and what are you saying to me? The angel of the Lord who talked with me answered and said to me, do you know, do you not know what you're looking at? Do you not know what you see? And he said, no, I don't have no clue what I see. And he said, so he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. There's all these things that are going on. There's all of these people that are fighting against Zerubbabel. And the people of God. There's all of these forces that are, they're, they're destined. And just like the enemy tonight is destined to try to destroy you, to try to tear you down, to try to take the promises. And the way, only way that the enemy can steal the promises that God has given you, he can't steal them. But the only way that he can rob you of them is by using you. And by using, Brother Burke, by using our perception. This is too hard. This is too difficult. This, this doesn't make sense. Man. 
I've done everything that I know to do. I mean, if don't I don't even, you know, you get to the point, and, and I'm just going to talk for a minute, but you get to the point, you're like, God, please don't have anyone else come to me and tell me any more promises that you have for me. I mean, can we just be real for a minute? I mean, sometimes we need a reassurance, and we need somebody to reassure a promise that God has given us. And I do believe in, in, in prophetic words. Well, I'm going to say that then. I said I do believe in prophetic words. But the enemy will try to lie to us, number one, and he'll try to tell us words that have been spoken over us. Was that really God? Well, I already told you I'm left-handed and I'm not a rocket scientist. But Brother Sanders, I do think with the right side of my brain. And last time I checked, the devil would never question something that he put into my mind. He would never make me think, well, wait a minute, is that the word of the Lord? Is that something? He would never question something that was false that he tried to put into my mind. But if God has spoken something to me, it's the work of the enemy to try to say, you are too tired to receive this. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, I'm going to get to my point. I'm trying to say some of you have come into this house and you feel like you have been wrapped up in some kind of a cocoon. You feel like you have been in the middle of just nowhere. You're around a bunch of people. You know, like in that crowd, but you are all alone. And you feel like... I have no idea why I'm here. I don't see his plan unfolding. I don't see um, I don't see how it could work. And it's the enemy that tries to de- to mess with your perception. He tries to mess with your eyes. He tries to mess with your mind. He tries to mess with your spiritual man. He tries to get you confused. He tries to get you to uh, feel like things are, are too hard and things are too difficult. He tries to get you to believe that it's not worth all of this trouble is not worth this. All, all of this dilemma is not worth this. Don't lie to me tonight and don't set on me tonight and, and make me believe that I'm the only one. I might be the only, that I'm the only one. But he'll try to tell you if you were really worthy to receive it, it would have already happened. It would have already happened. Come with me for just a minute, would you? He'll go wherever I want him to go. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're walking with Jesus, and everything seems like it's going good. And then all of a sudden, I would jump on your back, but I won't do that. You don't want me to do that, do you? God. Sorry. I said that in joking. The 400-pound me said that. And everything seems like it's going good. We have received a word. Pastor has preached. 
what a word. This I wasn't even in here for all of it, but you could feel such a strong anointing and a strong presence. It's such a powerful word. And you, maybe you've been in the we're in the revival services with the prophet uh, this week, brother Holloway, and you have, there's been a word. What a powerful word! How in the world with a word like that? How how, how could I? How could the enemy even get close to me with words like that? God is showing me who I am and how much He loves me and that He's my Father and and, and how in the world? But then all of a sudden I start feeling the heaviness. He said, well, the heaviness of the things and the enemy begins to tell you that's a word. Yeah, he, he maybe he, if, is he, is he your father? Because is he your father? Because if he was your father, would, would you really be going through the things that you're going? If he, re, if he had really given you a revelation of who you were, I'll try not to get too close because my breath's bad. If, if he really, has given you a word and a revelation of who you are, why would you feel the heaviness? Why would the, if he's really a good, good, if he's really a loving father, if he really did take stripes on his back to heal, not just our bodies, but heal our minds, why do I still feel why do I still feel like I am about to lose my mind? Why do I wake up? Why, why do I? Why, why is my day going okay? And then all of a sudden, anxiety hits me and paralyzes me. Let's walk with me for just another minute. And then you think it's getting heavy in here. He said. And then uh, when that. That passes for a moment, and then all of a sudden, a sickness that has uh, not that's been lying dormant somewhere in your body that you knew without a shadow of a doubt that God had delivered you from and healed you from a symptom of it starts to pop up. And then a family member who has received good report after good report after good report all of a sudden receives a report that's not right. And the enemy says, oh, 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 you have got, you, you've got too much going on. This is too complex. God has made this situation uh, too complex for you. What's the enemy doing? He's trying to take the complexities. He's trying to take the things that God is trying to turn around and work for good. He's trying to make you believe. He's trying to make you to begin to conceive something that is not real. going to need healing tonight the enemy tries to make you to begin to conceive and tries to make you believe that you are about to give birth to another trial to another test but the Lord said you tell uh oh he said you tell Zerubbabel this Zerubbabel is facing all kinds of turmoil. Zerubbabel is trying to rebuild the temple, okay? Nobody wants the temple rebuilt, but he's trying to rebuild the temple. He's coming in and trying to, and so you start looking, and the Lord is talking about things. Some of the things the Lord is talking about is things that should be inside the temple. 
Some of the things that the Lord is talking about are fixtures inside of the temple. Some of the things that the Lord is talking about are not actual real, uh, real fixtures, physical fixtures, but they're the church. He begins to talk about all these different kinds of things. I'm not even going to try to go there tonight. I've come to tell somebody in the midst of all of the things that don't make sense. The word of the Lord comes through the prophet to Zechariah, wakes him. The Lord says, I don't want you to get this mixed up. The enemy has told you, I'm going to slow down for a minute. The enemy's told you that... You're too tired. You're too tired. You're too tired. You're too tired to receive what God has for you. You can't take what you can't take what he's got for you. Because he messes with our perception. Because he knows that if he can mess me up. Dear Lord, I am praying to God. Somebody told me last night I might have to Step into the bifocals pretty soon. Well, I hope not. But I'm having to wear them things more and more and more and more. And I hear it only gets better. I rebuke it. And I've talked to people that have trouble with them things because it messes with their perception. See, I'm that guy... I don't put my glasses on until I get the headache, and then the glasses give me a headache for a little while because it's trying to adjust, Sister Courtney, and before I let them adjust, I just take them off. I'm like past the tiger balm or whatever. Rub that in. Here we go. The enemy is trying to mess with our perception because he doesn't want us. I'm going to hurry right now. I, I, I know what time it is. I will hurry. He said, I want you to tell Zerubbabel this. This is the word of the Lord. Tell Zerubbabel they are fighting against him with physical power. They're like a strong army that's fighting against Zerubbabel and the people of God, okay? He said, you tell Zerubbabel that it's not by might and it's not by power. Now, what he's talking about when he says that, he says, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. He's not saying that there is no might and there's not any power. He's just saying they're fighting you physically with might and power, but I'm going to do something that's visible, but I'm going to do something that's invisible. And there are some people in this room tonight that have shown up with visible things that are fighting you and plexing you and messing you up. But I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost that the Spirit is about to do something invisible. That's why I said what I said earlier whenever there was a few people praising and some were just kind of like, well, I don't, I don't really know. Is this really like, is this appropriate praise for this kind of song? Is this appropriate uh, worship? We know the preacher's fixing to preach, so I mean, if we, are we, or is this appropriate? Is it not? It confuses the enemy when we throw out a praise that catches the enemy off guard because the praise in our worship is not, it, 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 I know it's a demonstration, okay? But that really has very little to do with it. I do believe in this house, and I feel strong to say this tonight, that there were some people that were not able to give very much emotion physically. But there was something inside of your spirit that was doing, 
there was something inside of your spirit that was doing what there were some that were able to do it and do a demonstration, okay? There were some that were able to leap tonight. There were some that were able, if they would have, they could have ran and probably received their miracle on the spot. There are some in this house that were able to wave their hands. Others that because of things that are perplexing them and things that have got them complexed in their mind and that have them messed up in their body, they were not able to raise those hands. But it's not by might and it's not by power. He said, tell Zerubbabel, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. I've come to tell someone tonight and I've come to serve notice on the enemy tonight. Somebody said, you better not say stuff like that to the enemy. I've come to serve notice on the enemy tonight, Brother Billy, that it's not by might and it's not by power. But it's by his spirit. It's him working. It's him moving when I can't see it. So that's why the enemy would try to get you to look at all of the natural things, all of the things that you can see with your eyes, the reports you can read, the bank statements that you're afraid to even open up online banking and look at, the phone calls that you don't want to answer, the voicemails that you refuse to check. The text messages that you do not want to respond to. The things that are over and over and over. The symptoms that keep popping up after they leave for so long and you think that you have complete deliverance from and then they come back. All of those things try to mess up our perception of what God is doing. But I've come tonight to serve notice on the physical things, on the outward things, on the fight that the enemy is trying to fight us with, that the Spirit of the Lord is strong and is mighty. The Spirit represents the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is what? A strong tower. The righteous run in and they are saved. I want you, prophet, to tell Zerubbabel that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. It's not by the fighting with swords that they would try to fight you with. It's not the words and the threats that they would impose on you that you are fighting with. I'm, you tell Zerubbabel, I'm not going to give him, in this instance, I'm not going to give him a mighty army. I'm not going to give him a Jericho moment. I'm not going to give him a mighty army, but you tell him the army of the Lord has already shown up. Not by might and not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That is why the enemy wants you to believe that it can't get better. Tell him not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And then he said, tell Zerubbabel this, who are you, oh great mountain? What was he talking about? They was talking about the ruins. They're all in pieces. It's like that big puzzle. It's like that. It's like pieces that come in a box, like Legos. 
Anybody like Legos? Who are you? Great mountain. So you've come in this house tonight and you think, you know what, this is not for me. That probably is an indicator. It's an indicator that there's a mountain and you're too tired to wake up and hear the voice of the Lord speak to you and tell you what that mountain really is. It's a river, really. Denial. Denial of the promises of God because I'm too tired to be able to perceive them. Brother Burke, I'm too tired in my spirit. I'm too tired in my mind. I'm too tired in my body. And perception, when our perception is off, it makes us become very uncomfortable with ourselves. It makes our confidence leave. It makes my view of him. I should be viewing him as my father. But it makes me lose that view of him. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's the next task? He's going, what, what's the next thing? Is he going to add to this mountain? Is he going to add to this stress? He said, tell Zerubbabel, who are you? Who are you, great mountain? Who are you, great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel, I'm about done. There are people in this room tonight that have received promises from God. I understand tonight this is, this is shallow waters tonight. But I want us to be able to really understand it and really receive it tonight. Enemy has lied to you and told you you would not be able to receive your promise. That what God has spoken to you and through you and over. There's people in this room tonight that have, through the gifts of the Spirit, have shared a prophetic word with someone and that has not come to pass yet. And even as I said here tonight, and even as we're in this service tonight, the enemy has condemned your mind and your spirit. Did you hear me? I said there's people in this room that God has given certain giftings to, but the enemy has tried to shut your mouth because those things have not come to pass yet. Can I tell you, it's not because those things have not come to pass yet that's not the reason that he's trying to condemn your mind and shut your mouth. The reason that he's trying to condemn your mind and condemn your spirit and keep your mouth closed is because he knows it's a gifting from God. There's people even in this room tonight that operate in that office but are afraid. Are afraid. 
They're afraid tonight that if they open their mouth and they speak what God has said, that they will be condemned and that they'll be ridiculed, not just by the adversary, but by people. But Zerubbabel, I've come tonight to just remind you of a word that the Lord gave. The Lord said, you tell Zerubbabel it was his hands that started this, baby. It was, his, it was him who said, I, I got to do this. This is what's right in the sight of God. I've got to do this. I've got to flow. Come on now. I've got to do, I, you pull me if, if, if I need to be pulled because I didn't know I was going to go this direction. But, but there's people in this room that God has given giftings to, spiritual gifts to. But your perception, Brother Burke said it to me in my ear while we was walking, your perception has paralyzed you. Your perception and that push, it's like it has pushed an artery somewhere. It's like it's caused a clot in one of your veins. And it's like, Spiritually, you've had a stroke. I'm not making light of that. I lived in a house for 20 plus years with someone who had had a massive stroke. I know the effects of a stroke that is severe. It will mess with uh, not just your day-to-day functioning. Because I learned from my dad that your mind over matter You can retrain, and you can talk to this hand that says there is no movement in this hand. If you talk to this hand long enough, this hand will start doing things that the doctor said that this hand cannot do, okay? Yeah. And I just share one more thing about that. When he had the stroke, because he waited so long, it was a massive stroke. The doctor told him, the doctor he went to until just about the day he died, it was his, it was his, um, it was regular physician. The doctor told him, he said, "You will not walk, ever be able to walk into your house again." Enemy's telling some people tonight, you're not ever going to be able to walk in your gifting and in your calling and in your office. And why in the world do we get so afraid of that kind of talk? Because we're paralyzed by it. He said, you're not ever going to, he said, Mr. Walker, I hate to tell you this. And my dad was just a ramping and rolling, baby. He did not know, if he knew Jesus, he didn't know him then because he was getting some words out of his mouth when the doctor began to tell him that. And I've learned real quick, I thought, man, why would he get so almost violent? violently mad when the doctor told him that. It was a determination inside of him that said, I am not going to believe what this guy has told me. Now, I got some witnesses in the house. My papa could witness to this. We said, wait a minute. We're going to have to build him a ramp. We built him a little ramp. We had to build him a little ramp so that he can walk in and out of the house or roll him. We didn't say walk. We was going to have to roll him in and out of the house. And I thought, this is not going to go good. They said, well, we're going to keep him in rehab for a little while. They kept him in rehab for a little while. But his mind kept waking up every morning. He couldn't express his words, but his mind said, I will walk out of this place. His mind said, I will use my hand again. His mind said, I wasn't born left-handed. I was born right-handed. I'm not going to learn to write with my left hand. I'm going to still write with my right hand. 
His mind said, I will get through this and I will do this. Can I tell you? In their steep stairs, I live in that house today. He said, I will not live on the lower level of my house. I will live in my, I will still go up to my bedroom that's about 15 or 16 uh, stairs. I will walk into my house that's got six or seven stairs to go into it. I will not do and be bound by what the doctor is telling me because my mind is a powerful thing. And that is why the enemy, I know I'm not talking to anybody necessarily in here that might be crippled up from a stroke maybe in this house, but I am talking to some people that have had an attack. It's like the enemy has said, I'm going to try to clot him up. I'm going to try to stop him so that I can stop his gifting, so that I can stop the office that I've called him to, so that I can stop the gifting in the ministry that I've called him to. I'm going to try to mess him up. I'm going to try to mess his spouse up. I'm going to try to put things on his family so that he'll be bound by those things. Somebody needs to rise up in this house and say, oh, no. I will walk again into my ministry. I will. The reason we become vegetables is because we only want to be hearers of the word and not doers of the word. Well, I'm going to say that again, Brother Burke. I said the reason that we become, at that moment, my dad could have decided, I'm going to become a, I'm just going to just depend on you. And you can take care of me. But he said, oh, no. I'm going to walk out of this hospital. He couldn't vocalize that. He couldn't speak those words to me, Brother Burke. But he had something made up in his mind. He got up, his good hand, his left hand, because he was still working on his right hand then, but he had got them legs where they would move. If you didn't know my dad, before his stroke, he could be pretty smooth, pretty smooth talker. But he looked at the old doc, and he said, see you later, man. And he took off out of that place two weeks after he had had that stroke, and he began to walk. He walked up the stairs. Now he was slow, but he was walking up the stairs. I catch him. I'd be like, man, what you doing with that thing, you know? He said, I'm trying to get my strength back in my hands. Why are you going for walks every day? You need to be taking it easy. Oh, no, I'm trying to build that strength back up I'm trying to build that. He'd be like, look at my legs. You can then see this one right here is not the same size, but it's getting there. Watch my leg. You know what I'm saying? He was, like, he was all about it. He's like, I'm going to put them short shorts on, and you're going to see. I'm about. I'm going to get my strength back. I'm going to get my muscles back. And it wasn't very long before he was doing most a lot of the things that he was able to do before he had the stroke. He was able to do physically those things because he made up in his mind. I said all that to say this. He made up in his mind. I told Pastor Dustin, I said, when people tell me that I cannot do something, that's done been messed up. So I've come to tell the enemy tonight, you've told me some things that are contrary to what God has told me. They contradict the promises of God. 
There are people in this room that are sitting on 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years almost promises. My family is sitting on promises that was made to my grandma Hastings. And then I begin to look at some promises. And I begin to see some promises. I begin to see some promises of some others that have passed on. But the promises of God are still true. And God is still moving. And God is still working. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say there are promises in this room that can only be activated by your perception of the promises. And that makes us upset. That makes us mad. That aggravates me. Me. It makes me mad because I have the power. You can't do it for me. You can pray for me. You can encourage me in the Lord. You can reach out to me. You can help me. You can be a a constant contact for me. You can check on me. You can do all those things, and we're the body of Christ, and we need to be doing that for the body. But nobody, nobody can step inside of Ben Walker. Nobody can make Ben Walker do anything except Have I lost anybody tonight? Tells Arubable that it's his hands. His hands. His hands. His hands. His hands. His hands. I want to say one more thing. I was talking about my dad. I brought all that up to say his speech, and his speech improved so much, but it never was just 100, 100. And he would get so frustrated because he knew what he wanted to say. But he couldn't say it. But you know what I learned? I learned that being around him and initially not being able to understand what he was saying, after I was around him for a while, I could understand what he was saying. What are you saying? I'm saying, hear the voice of the Lord tonight. God is not looking for something polished. He's not looking for something performed. There's some of you that, God, how, would I, how do I even come back? How do I even step back into that? How do I even walk in that again? How do I walk in that gifting? How do I walk in that calling? How do I even do it? God's just waiting on you to open your mouth. He's not looking for perfection tonight. He's not, he's not, he's not looking for an, for a, a, um, an A1 performance tonight from you. That's not what he's designed for us. That's not what he's calling us to do, but he is looking for us to open our mouths and open our eyes and perceive what he has promised us. I said to perceive what he has promised us. If you have sickness in your home, it's not the will of God that sickness would be there. The enemy, I know, would try to tell you this is the will of God, and this is this is this, and this is that, and, and maybe you're facing all these things, and this is it is it's it's not God is trying to work. Zerubbabel, I know it looks like a mountain, but tell Zerubbabel all these things are fixing to look like a plane. All these things are fixing to be laid out. What does that mean whenever it's going to look like a plane? It was like a mountain of stuff that was all confusing and all messed up. You know, when you dump a bag and it's like, oh, my goodness. But then all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute. If I spread all these out, 
You know, it's like if you was trying to put a puzzle, and I do not like puzzles, but if you was trying to put a puzzle together piece by piece and you was pulling one piece out of the box and then another piece out of the box, and then another, could you, I mean, somebody in here probably could because there's some geniuses in here, but could you really put the puzzle together? I would give up on the puzzle, but when you lay all the pieces of the puzzle out, you begin to say, wait a minute, that up there doesn't go up there, but it is part of the puzzle. It is part of the plan. It just goes over here, so I'm going to set it to the side so that I don't lose it. He said, tell Zerubbabel that it was his hands, I know you're getting tired, that it was his hands that laid the foundation of the temple of the house. I called Zerubbabel for such a time as this. I've called you. I've called Joe. I've called Sally. I've called Bob. I've called you for such a time as this. I have called you. I have brought you into this place. If I had wanted you 50 years ago, I would have let you be born 50 years earlier. If I'd wanted you uh, 10 years from now, I would have let. I would have allowed that to happen and all those things would have worked out. All that puzzle would have worked out. But I've called you for right now. I've called you for such a time as this. I've called you your hands. Your hands that have laid the foundation of the house. You tell Zerubbabel his hands. Stand with me. We'll also finish it. Some people in this house tonight that need to say, I've got a made-up mind. I might have been carried into this place. I might have just by the motions of my predictability made it to the house of the Lord again. But I will walk out. I will, if it's stairs, I will walk up the stairs again. Oh, God, this looks like it's going to be a lot. But I can't, my perception can't see what you've called me to down here. I've got, I've got, I've got to, I've got to take a step, and it hurts because I can't even feel the muscles in my body working like they should be working, but God, you've called me for this. I'm not going to be paralyzed anymore. I'm not going to be um, blinded anymore. My perception has got to be fixed tonight in this house because it's the will of God for you to perceive your promise. I've went too long and I apologize tonight. But Tell Zerubbabel who has despised the day of small things. For these seven, these eyes of the Lord, they rejoice to see the plumb line. You let Zerubbabel know that they're happy to see that string. You tell Zerubbabel, I know that that temple's not rebuilt yet. But I've trusted the hands of Zerubbabel. To hold that measuring device. I've trusted the hands of Zerubbabel. 
with the gifting and with the calling that I have called him to. And you tell Zerubbabel that the plumb line is in the hands of Zerubbabel. And you tell him, what is that? You tell him that there's authority in his hands. You tell him that this measuring device is what says what's square and what's not square. Tells him what's right and what's not right. You tell him that that's in his hands. That that gifting is in his hands. That that calling is in his hands. Last thing I'll say is this is a generational thing. This is not for 20 and down or 30 and down or 40 and down. Just like it's not for 20 and up, 30 and up, 40 and up, 50 and up, 60 and up, 70 and up, and 80 and up. But this is a generational thing. God has called us together. I said God has called us together. We are a body that is joint together like he has called us. So in order for the body to operate like the body needs to operate, the foot's got to operate like the foot's supposed to operate. The hand's got to operate like the hand's got to operate. If the knee is messed up, if something is messed up in there, it affects the way that the body walks. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, Zerubbabel, your hand started this. And the giftings and the callings of God are without repentance. So what he has called you to do, he is faithful tonight. He's faithful tonight. If he has started a work in you, he is faithful tonight. This might just be for a handful of people, but he is faithful tonight to finish what he has started. You tell Zerubbabel, his hand started it. His hand's going to complete it. You tell Zerubbabel that when this thing gets finished, it'll be because his hands were involved in it. And you tell him this, the eyes of the Lord are upon you, Zerubbabel. Bluff City and whoever you are maybe here tonight, I've come to tell you, I've got good news. The enemy has tried to lie to you and tell you that you've been pushed in a corner in a dark place that you can't get deliverance from and you can't be set free from. I've come to tell you tonight that the hand of the Lord is still upon you. And I've come to tell you that the eyes of the Lord... you want to walk in it tonight, I'm not going to give a formal altar call because Zerubbabel had to step out. The prophet Zechariah had to step out of all tradition and he had to say, you tell Zerubbabel. Now, Zerubbabel is going to have a choice whether or not he receives his word. And let me tell somebody else in that gifting, in that office that God has called you to and that you ran away from, you remember it's God that does the work. You remember it's God that gives the words. You remember it's not you that's given it. It's God that gives it. And when if it's his perfect will, he'll perform what he's spoken. He'll perform what he said.
Oh, Zerubbabel, you are important to the kingdom. Zerubbabel, the children of Israel, God's people are dependent on you, Zerubbabel. Would you right now pray that God would mess with your perception, that he would touch your mind right now? Come on. If he'll start ministering to your mind right now, if you allow him, he wants to minister to your mind. And if you allow him tonight to minister to your mind, he'll start ministering to the things that are trying to perplex you and trying to mess you up and trying to deceive you and trying to mess you up.